Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Sal Capaccio. I make a special Capaccio for you, right? Yes. Oh, now that sounds really good. Oh, you like? Hey, get away. Get away from my wife with that. What's the matter, Carpaccio no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a Carpaccio. They oh. like Carpaccio. Oh. On WGR. I make a capacio for you. Sports Radio 550. I'm just reading Bet Online's email recapping all the prop bets. And it says that CBS didn't show or announce the MVP. Did you know that? Huh. I I guess I didn't notice i i felt like it was said rather matter-of-factly at some point i watched you know into the you know jim nance on the stage with the ownership and and you know interviewing everybody uh boy i could have sworn that 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 it was said on the broadcast that mahomes had won the mvp i don't know sal capaccio joins on the western hotline because this is many super bowls in a row as soon as the game is over i'm done like I just the the Chiefs are starting to celebrate. I did not see the Gatorade. I mean, interviews, Taylor Swift, nothing. I, when it's it's a it's a long enough night, you know. Yep. When, when it's when it's over, I'm out. I get that. I wanted to watch it all, so I I stayed until I don't know whatever. I mean, I, eventually I got around to seeing Jim Nance have a couple of words with Nicole Hardman. Like it, oh. got, it got it got that far. Sal, did you make it that long <laughs> to see Nicole Hardman interviewed? No, I had no idea who won the MVP until I woke up this morning. At no least, idea. At least there, I figured it was Mahomes. Right. But, yeah. At least there was no question about it. I mean. Right. Well, I, 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 if the Niners had won, I would have stuck with it uh, and watched because it would have been new and different and listened to some of their guys. I had no interest in watching the Chiefs celebration. Who wins if it's San Francisco? Like, I guess maybe there would have needed to Juwan be. Juwan Jennings. Jennings yeah. caught I, one through one. Before Casey, um, you know, get, you know, got the game to overtime. Yeah, with the Niners in the lead, I felt like, boy, what was the number on that guy Jennings to win MVP? Because some, maybe mm-hmm. somebody bet it, and yeah, with a touchdown reception and a touchdown pass, um, something only like one other player in the history of the Super Bowl had done, I think. Or was he the first to do that? I either way, it's rare air. So like he would have been my vote if San Fran won the game. They they needed one more play though, right? Like if McCaffrey scores the winning touchdown, then he's at I mean he had one sixty and one already. Right. Then maybe it's McCaffrey, but 
ifs and buts. Sal, you yeah. might you you might like this. I found a list I wanted to see about Jennings. So I looked up on Stathead. Every player that's thrown exactly one Super Bowl touchdown pass. It's kind of a fun list. It's twenty nine guys. Uh, you do see like a half dozen or so non quarterbacks on that list, but Jennings is on it. Uh, so is Frank Reich, mm-hmm. by the way. Well, and he's the only the second one to have a throwing and receiving, passing and receiving touchdown in the Super Bowl. Right? Who, who is the be, other? Randall um, L. No, Nick Foles. Right, Nick Foles caught the Philly, Philly caught special. the um, Philly yeah. special. Okay, right. Yeah. He he must have thrown for multiple then, because he's not on this one list. But sure, right. I mean, this and Randall, oh, yeah, Randall, Randall L. did throw one in that Super Bowl forty in Detroit, uh, but I guess he didn't catch one in that. I game. don't know. That's a long time ago. You can't ask me that. All right, Sal Capaccio here on the Western Hotline. Let's get to it. So I'm not sure what's new here from last night in terms of takeaways about the Chiefs. It's kind of all been documented, and we we, we knew, right, that this was a a great team, even maybe historically great as they add to their totals. For sure. And, you know, for the last couple months, you know, definitely since the playoffs, I've been saying, and I feel even more, you know, leaning into this, which is, I think we just it'd be nice to and I want to I want to kind of train myself also and I normally do this but I'd like other people to be more on board with maybe looking at not at well this guy can't beat this guy like you know and this person this coach can't beat this coach it's it's not Allen can't beat Mahomes or McDermott can't beat Reed or Lamar can't beat Mahomes or Harbaugh can't beat Reed or whoever it is that standard is so high it's just they're so good and it's not that these other people can't do it. They're so everybody else like Josh Allen is amazing. Lamar Jackson's amazing. And they have these really good teams, but I mean, it's just so tough to beat that team with who they are and who they have and Mahomes and Andy Reed. And it's such a perfect combo right now, just like Belichick and Brady were for so long that, yeah, I think that that's to me, you know, as much as we hate watching it a little bit here and I didn't want to see it. I definitely was rooting for the 49ers. I have, Mad respect for what they have and what they're doing, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Doesn't mean they're going to win every year. Brady won three or four, then didn't even win another one for ten years, right? So that that can happen. He lost two in the meantime, but oh. I just it's going to keep on here for a while. Those were the days, weren't they? Those ten years in between yeah. <laughs> Brady titles. Yeah, the thing thing that stands out to me here, Sal, is two years in a row. Um, the Chiefs, they, they're they're doing it a different way, and and, and maybe you know, the the explosive offense is um, you know just maybe that's just going to be too hard to to pull off, especially when you get to the playoffs. Their defense was just outstanding in this game. I mean, just blanketing receivers that we know are excellent. Um, just a really really great job by Spagnolo on that side of the ball. Yeah, and he's just done an amazing job. Really this year and over the last few years, I remember when it was kind of like, well, their defense kind of shaky and they've kind of turned that around and it's been a strength of their team for a couple of years, but especially this year, they really had to you know, rely on them, lean into them a little bit more this year. Uh, not as much in the playoffs until obviously, you know, this game, they didn't score a touchdown until they had the one, you know, play uh, after the muff punt. And then of course, in overtime, but they've been really good and they've drafted well over there. They have not drafted really well on offense. You know, I mean, they their hit rate on offense is not that good. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Sky Moore, Mecole Hardman, 
right? I mean, some of these guys just have not developed. Rasheed Rice was okay. He was good this year, but he wasn't, you know, just a complete hit right away, obviously. And, you know, I think he'll be a good player. But on defense, they've hit, and they've, they've, they've brought in some players. And obviously, um, you know, I think McDuffie is the one you look at there. And, yeah. you know, I think I think if you look at Tranquil and Gay, if I look, I think those guys are probably draft picks. But Carloftis, uh, uh, I know a couple of years ago, yep. he's a good player. They've done a really good job on that side of the ball of getting young players on rookie contracts to be able to use that labor and then fill out the rest of the roster with your high-end talent like Mahomes, who you have to pay. And, yes, Spagnuolo's done a really good job. I was actually really surprised this year he was never even mentioned in any of the head coaching you know, searches or candidates. And maybe that's because he was just absolutely awful when he was the head coach of the St. Louis Rams. But a lot of guys have gotten second opportunities even after being bad. But he, he deserves a lot of credit. St. Louis Rams. Has the show ever sounded older? St. Louis Rams. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of us are just gaga for the idea, about the idea of the Bills drafting a wide receiver and mm-hmm. really stepping up at that position. What do the Chiefs teach us in in this way like all year it was pe- being laughed at how bereft they were at receiver rashi rice came on but did not have a big super bowl and it's the guys that are sort of the butt of the jokes usually valdez scantling and hardman mm-hmm. who score in this game with you're talking about their draft picks sky Moore. i mean just has done nothing as a second round pick for them i think second round a couple years ago yep, yep. and Kadarius tony was not their pick but they traded two picks to get him a recent first rounder uh just seems to be, be still going in that direction do they push it again next year are, are we are we missing something by wanting the bills to have better receivers no I, I don't think it changes anything i don't think it teaches the bills anything i think in fact i would say i bet you if you're doing this show in kansas city over the off season, you're talking about drafting a receiver because they feel like they need one still. It was such a struggle this year. They were the third seed. Yeah, go cry me a river. They were in the third seed this year, <laughs> not the second or the first. They struggled because of their wide receivers. And I bet you people are thinking they need to address that. Like, it wasn't that easy this year. They had to lean on their defense, have their defense win, because they needed receivers they didn't have, and they dropped passes. So I don't think we learned Anything other than you still need receivers and you can make your life much easier on your, you know, all world quarterback. How did you feel about the the way the 49ers and Shanahan handled overtime sale? I was totally fine with it. I am I, I don't think there's a right answer, guys. I don't think there's a right answer either way. I think this is one of those rules where it seems like it's a good rule because there's no one right answer. Like they've done a good job to force teams to have to choose. And that choice could mean that you win the game or it costs you and you'll be criticized for it. And I think to me, I would probably want the ball first because if you do match each other, you get the ball first in sudden death. Like it comes down. You want the chiefs explained it. I'm sorry. The 49ers explained it. Well, Shanahan said, I wanted the ball third. I totally understand that. I think that's a very logical sound argument. But now we now know that if the Chiefs would have, if it would have been a touchdown by the Niners, the Chiefs would have went for two. And I get that part of it too, which is, all right, that's actually a reason why you would want it second. Because you then have probably, I think analytically, a 51% chance of winning the game with one play if you score to tie it. And you can go for two to win it. And maybe you want to do that and have that option. And you have all those things in front of you where you know all of your scenarios, which we've talked about and you guys have. 
I think I would want it first, but I totally understand that part of it. I would also say this. For as much as he's getting criticized for it today, not by everybody. I think a lot of people are like me or think he made the right choice or, you know, either way. For as much as he's getting criticized, I think about what would have happened if he did kick and the Chiefs score a touchdown or a field goal. They score a touchdown or a field goal. And then he has to kick to Patrick Mahomes for a sudden death situation. Right. If he loses, I bet you people are criticizing for that and saying, how could you do that? You gave the ball to Patrick Mahomes in a sudden death situation. Yeah. I know you're on this, too, and have thought a lot about it, how a team uh, can be forced into a position where they will go on fourth down. And the Niners, taking the ball first, were not forced into that. And most teams, I think, would do what they did, which is kick that field goal. Um, had they been farther out, they definitely would have taken, you know, that, that's that's going to be the choice most of the time, whereas Kansas City, Kansas City had fourth and one at their 34 on their drive. They have no choice. Like They have to they have to go for it. So the thing, so it sort of feels like intuitively the team going second has that advantage. But re- just mm-hmm. remember that it's a it's an option. <laughs> Kicking yeah. the field goal is not something you are actually literally forced to do. You they, That's right. They had second and four at the nine. And I don't know if, what he knew or just what, what consideration. They did run the ball on that play and then had a jailbreak on third down and then, then you know, kicked the field goal there. So I feel like there's, a, there's an intuition that going second is better because of the, the extra down that you may feel like you have. But that is still up to the first team to decide what they want to do in those situations, even though, you know. They're yeah. not forced, quote-unquote. Lo- you'd love to know, like, if the 49ers are faced, you know, first possession, right? So it's a tie game. You've got the ball first in overtime. It's fourth and one at your own 34. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you hanging on to yep. the ball to try to get down there and score, or are you going to kick it away? I mean, when you get the ball second, you know, obviously, you need points. So it's it's four downs because, you know, there's no there's no tomorrow. Um, so I, I wondered, like that would have that would have been a decision. Right? You didn't have to deal with it, but man. Well, you know, I know it's not the playoffs, so the rules are a little different. You don't if it, the touchdown ends it. Remember, the Bills were in this scenario against the Eagles. They had the first possession. They got down fourth yeah. down at a, what the eleven yard line, fourth and six, and they kicked because they said it just wasn't close enough. And you know, McDermott said if it was fourth and four, they probably would have went for it, something like that, if I remember. So yeah, I mean, you're right. You don't have to kick the field goal there. You can. Definitely go for it. I, I think about all these kinds of, you know, you're forced to do this, forced to do that kind of thing. I thought about that with the Miss PAT. Like, in a weird way, I thought the Miss PAT might have actually benefited the 49ers until they actually lost, which is because the Chiefs didn't – because by, by the Chiefs, if the Chiefs were down four in that situation late, they would have had to go for a touchdown. Maybe you lose then. Maybe they lose. And I'm thinking right. to myself, boy, they missed the PAT – the Chiefs can play it safe here and just kick the field goal and go to overtime. Maybe, as a 49ers, maybe they're benefited by that. Now, obviously, it didn't work out. They went to overtime and lost. But, you know, all those things about, to your point, Mike, about being forced to do something, you don't have to. In that situation, they might have been forced to actually go for a touchdown, and then maybe they win in regulation anyway. I want another uh, I want another game. I want, it, I want it to continue so we can see what happens. Like Bulldogs fourth down question on San Francisco. And just, yeah, I think that that's, that's, all, uh, that's all correct. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. So we're all into the offseason now. The Super Bowl has ended. Sal, what's a look, maybe, if you can, at the calendar here for the Bills? How, how soon are we going to be hearing about stuff, uh, the roster, 
you know, who's who's not coming back. The, the coaching, it, there was a coaching hire announced today, I guess. So I'm not sure that's entirely done. You'll, you'll tell us. But, like, what what's next? DJ Mangus was the coach who was hired today. He was actually the UB offensive coordinator. And then they... He moved on to the Bills last year when Joe Brady was hired because he had known Joe Brady and worked with him. He uh, came from, he was at, used to be at William & Mary, but he's with Joe Brady as well. They know each other. But anyway, um, that that's the guy they hired today. Offensive quality control coach um, is his position. So I would venture to guess we will not hear much on the roster other than rumors or possibilities or, you know, something, somebody is hearing something. Nothing for the team until the combine, and then probably after the combine. I think now teams are getting in combine mode. Teams are getting in draft mode. They're going to go there. But I will tell you the reason is usually that's when a lot of that stuff starts happening, which is agents are going to be there. If Brandon Bean wants to restructure a contract, if Brandon Bean wants to extend somebody, it's generally going to be him talking with an agent around that time at the combine meeting, uh, things like that, understanding what if, what if there's a guy that maybe they're thinking about releasing and, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. Maybe we're thinking about going in a different direction. All those kinds of things could be, you know, and, and discussing that with his staff and, you know, fi- figuring out what he hears from other teams and what's going on in their rosters. So I bet you that's when we start to hear stuff and probably not until we really get back from there. And how much at, at the Combine when all these people are here and you're mentioning these agents are here, how much, if any, is there groundwork laid for free agency, which comes what just a few a few weeks after uh, the combine into March? Like, I wonder if that's like can can you start to get an idea? Like, hey, you know, we're going to have a hole to fill. Just for an example, Micah Hyde's a free agent. We might want a veteran safety to pair with Taylor Rapp or or even Jordan Poyer. Um, you know, agents got a guy. And you know, there's some interest here. Here's here's kind of like an idea. You know framework price points that kind of thing does that start happening at the combine even though i i guess it's not the legal tampering period it does and you're right bulldog that you're not really supposed to be talking numbers or even really talking but people do i mean it's just the the way it works you don't have to do it directly you can do it through a third party kind of get some word oh yeah so we're here and what we're doing i i mean i remember even going back to 2016 to 17 That year, when I left the Combine, I kind of had a good idea the Bills would probably be keeping Tyrod Taylor around. Um, Yep, that's the example I'm thinking of, too. Yep, and then then I will also tell you that last year at the Combine, that's when word really started to get out that, hey, Tremaine Edmonds is going to get paid, and it's probably not going to be the Bills because they just can't afford it, but he's going to get paid. And that was like the name that was Mm -hmm. out there of – those guys so you'll that stuff will start to come out and i my sense is too we'll start getting more of the quarterback stuff some of that came out this weekend you know the report that um the patriots are probably going to look to move mac mac jones in a trade we're starting to hear now Schefter is saying he said today on pittsburgh radio Schefter did that i think it was pittsburgh radio might have been somewhere else i'm sorry but um that um the Steelers could be very interested in Justin Fields. Like, that's the kind of thing. I the, Over the weekend, it was reported, I think Palacero reported, or one of those guys in NFL Network, or Ian Rappaport, I think it was, that the commanders will actually investigate looking moving up from two to one. So I think the quarterback stuff is the stuff where those dominoes start to fall. It was McAfee, by the way, the Schefter comments. Philip picked you. up on it, and he, he's been talking yep, about it you. today. 
Right. Tomlin yes. likes Fields, right? He's a big fan mm-hmm. of Fields. Yeah. There's a there's a some graffiti that Schefter saw where it's Tomlin Hart Fields. And they're just pe- the media are just running with it in their way go. in their special way. Um, okay. You ready for Saturday? Not really. I have to remember <laughs> some of the rules. <laughs> I got some things going on before that. I gotta remember the rules. Um is it still the uh, the heavier weighted tight ends? February fixed draft season eight. This has been yeah. a draft we do before the Super Bowl, but when the Bills have a chance of making it, we push it back. We wouldn't want Sal to not be able to take part because he's at the game. So yes, super flex tight end premium rookies, eighteen rounds. Yeah. Uh, all of it. I'm just drafting all the rookie wide receivers and hoping that the Bills draft them and then I can, you know. <laughs> Get those points when oh. Josh Allen throws it to them. Are you are you drafting Diggs? You know, just in a vacuum. Are you drafting Stephon uh, Diggs? I did, no, I, did I don't today. know. That's a good one. I, I yeah, I think I would. I just don't. I wouldn't put him as high as I have the last couple of years. I will give you that. Like, That's right. But I, I wouldn't be shy of drafting him. Be, be, before I go, let me ask you guys a question. Um, I I've been I was upset last night, like thinking about how they did not explain the end of the overtime first quarter. It's been a thing today on my social media where. Like, I tweeted out a while ago today that, like, I just think they did a horrible job, CBS, because I had people this morning literally texting me, like, friends or people in radio, like, hey, like, uh, not not necessarily, like, hardcore football fans, right? Like, hey, what would have happened if it got to zero? The game didn't over, right? No, and I think you, you assume people know that, but it wasn't the case. I just didn't think they explained it very well last night. I wouldn't know. I wasn't listening closely, but I'm sure you're right. Um, yeah, like the clock is irrelevant. You have it. It's use, It's being used, so they right. can, for the records. But it's not. Um, it's it's not meaningful. It would have been relevant in the second quarter. Then it's an actual second quarter, and they have a two minute warning and a mm-hmm. halftime, and you got to beat the clock. Would they have actually had a halftime? No. Um, you mean like another normal... kickoff or something? Like restart. they would have had a normal kick, another kickoff. Yes, it would have been. Right. So so this is why I think people are not because you never would get that far, I would think. Right. But at the end, the Chiefs didn't have to score before it got to zero. They did. The game's over. If they don't, the next play, they're basically running just flipping sides. It's right. the second quarter. And then let's just say the game kept going on because they kept matching each other. Well, you get to the end of that quarter. It's like the end of a normal half. It's yeah. a new game. You have two minute warning and three timeouts. And then if it hits zero. Guess what? We're all stopping play. We're not having Usher come out and do some songs. Usher his roller skates. Right. But there is a, I think they said there's like a three minute, there's going to be like a three minute break or something. And then then the Chiefs would have received because they kicked the start it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that the first overtime took, I mean, two possessions is all, all you had there. But, you know, unlikely. That we get to that point, as you said, but um, not mm-hmm. not impossible. The Niner drive was seven and a half minutes, and then so was right. so was Kansas City's. Okay, good stuff. Thank you, Sal. You got it, guys. That's our man Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? I saw online a brutal cash out. From last night, just like a horrendous. This we'll put this down as public service. What <laughs> what uh, when I tell you about this? Never do what this better did last night. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Your thoughts on the Niners' decision to take the ball to start overtime, being hotly debated today, and whatever else from the game and the Bills' off season. 
Again, got a guy for the draft. We want to know who it is. Tell us about him, why the Bills should take him. We are pretty much to that time of year. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. This is WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 